Broadcasting live from an airstream somewhere in Tornado Alley, bringing you the people, places, and stories from the Panhandle to the Red River. This is your Only in Oklahoma show. And welcome to the show. Today we're discussing the Route 66 Christmas shoot in Sepulpa, Oklahoma. And later in the show, Ardmore gets some interesting news. I'm Brett. And I am Harley. So I did a couple things since the last time we met. For one, I went and saw arguably the best Godzilla movie that's ever been made in Godzilla Minus One. Absolutely fantastic. I'm not going to get into it because we have, we've got... I have a question about your Godzilla Minus One. Yeah. Is it a Christmas movie? It's a, it, it, I watched it in December. So it's, so it's, it's, a, it's a, a Christmas movie. Great. I'll yeah. add it to the diehard in his, his, he, you know, when he does the atomic nuclear thing and his spikes come up and they turn blue, it looks like Christmas lights. But I also did something I never do actually do something that I say I want to do. And that was go to the Route 66 Christmas shoot in Sepulpa, Oklahoma. I got tired of seeing about it. I got tired of seeing it on Good Morning America and all these national sites. I'm like, it's right there. It's an hour and a half away. Come on. So I did it. Which is awesome. I will say I'm going to call you out. Why? Because when we were uh, doing our research for the show, you said, why is it when I look at the word Sepulpa, I see Chalupa. Yeah, I did see Chalupa. I'm glad that's all you tried to call me out on. Yeah, well, I'm sorry. When I read it, it said, all I could see is Christmas Chalupa or Christmas in Chalupa. The old Christmas, Christmas Chalupa. Oh, yeah. The, yeah. But yeah, no, it was, uh, a lot of fun. And basically it's Main Street, which just so happens to be Route 66. Yes. And Main Street is the official street of the only an okay show. Right. I, funny, a funny story. Just, at first glance, we, so we get there, standing on the corner. They've got the cross, the crosswalk lights that, you know, the wait, wait, wait. When it came on, I can't remember the cross street, but I'll, so I'll make one up. It goes in an Oklahoma accent. It goes now crossing. So I can't remember what the street is, but it had a now crossing such and such street. That's awesome. It, like it was in an Oklahoma accent. I, I like, love it. That was pretty cool. Unless, unless I heard it that way. I can't remember the street now. But that was pretty funny. But yeah, it's man, they they deck the halls down there. Yeah, so uh, this was the brainchild of several Sepulpa business owners that kind of wanted to create this walkable Christmas experience right there on Route 66. Great idea, great foundation to start with, and they have a lot of activities built around it, which is a great idea. I think there needs to be more. We've talked about Claremore in the past. They do a great job with their downtown Christmas events. But it needs to be a little bit more universal, I think. I don't want to get into it because I feel like every time we turn around, we're talking about the same places over and over that need to get their collective Yuletide butts together. But it's proof positive. It's a decent stretch of road. It's not like they did it from all the way going. Because literally, if you're going into town... Off the turnpike, you're going, you're thinking to yourself, if it wasn't for ways, you'd be like, where am I? It's kind of dark. It's like we're on the edge. You feel like you're coming in on the edge of town. Mm-hmm. And then turn the corner. There's the music. There's the lights. There's the shoots. Here we are. But I just, I feel like in that little span of, of space, each sidewalk is open. 
is decked out. They've got coffee shops open. I mean, they got the whole nine. Like it's it's ready to go. Food trucks, everything. Yeah, they've got multiple Christmas themes. They do a lot of the uh, pop up shops, restaurants for and and such in the downtown retailers. Kind of all come in full force, which I think is a great idea. They've got a lot of different activities. They have what they call the walk the shoot with streetwalker tours, which is a free tour to hear about some of Sepulpa's history and that sort of stuff. And these are all on different days. They have a whole lot of activities. I just kind of pulled a few of them. They've got an inflatable snow globe photo op. They do. Did you take part in that? There was a line, so no. I, there, I did take a bunch of pictures. The cool thing is, is underneath the 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 canopies, mm-hmm. you know, there's a lot to look at. It's not, when you, when you look at it from a glance, you can't really tell what it is, but they're they're adorned with all kinds of decoration. Each one have a different theme. And in certain spots, they have photo ops, like cutouts where you can put your head, take your picture, mm-hmm. or just backdrops that you can have someone take a pic. Or, so, yeah, there were plenty of other photo opportunities. I did miss out on that one, though. Photos with Santa is always a big hit with the kids. Oh, yeah. They do that on a regular basis. One of the things that I I was interested in, again, this is your trip, not mine, right. but the night in Bethlehem live nativity scene. I'm always a fan of the live nativity scenes, and I don't know why. I grew up going to live nativity scenes. I don't know how my Aunt Lucy, God rest her soul, and my Aunt Evelyn would drag my ass all over town. We'd go to look at Christmas lights in Ski Island and Nichols Hills. But one thing that we always seemed to find, and I don't know how, in an era where there wasn't like looking it up on internet, we were Catholic, but we ended up going to these live nativity scenes at some Pentecostal Baptist church somewhere. I don't, I couldn't, I could tell you where one of them is off of 44th and May, but we did that every year. And mm-hmm. there's something about it. And even doing like the um, Easter pageant in um, the Wichita mountains, doing mm-hmm. that thing. I just like the, there's just a, there's a certain, I don't care where your, where your, your goats and your sheeps are tied up. It's really cool to see that kind of thing, especially in a setting such as, the Christmas shoot, but for whatever reason, they weren't doing it that night. I don't know why. I don't know if it was, it was a weather thing. I'm not sure why. No, it's scheduled a few times. A okay, few that's times probably the that's probably why. There was one thing that I thought was really interesting. I don't know if you saw it. What the living mannequin, the toy maker, the living mannequin? No, I got there at a I, bad time. I think I this is in a window in a shop window, hundred and one hundred one East Dewey Avenue. Okay, and I think it's. Also a scheduled event. That was a street I was... But You're now crossing daily. That's what I was saying. But this... Pull it up. Pull up the pictures. I I would go just for this. Toymaker. He looks like a mannequin. I know. Isn't that creepy? Yeah. I mean, in a cool way, it's kind yeah. of creepy. But they also have tasting sessions at Kringle's Cellar, is what they call it. So if you want to go on a little bit more adult version of the downtown Christmas experience. I think that looks awesome. You know, it, I would say what time I'd get there. I got there probably about 8.30. Still tons of people there. Closes at 10, but mm-hmm. still tons of people milling around. Like I said, about 80% of the shops were still open, so you could go in. I went into a, an antique shop, and I left with some stuff. <laughs> Of course. Yeah, you know, the last time Amber and I went to Claremore, I love Amber, but she's a she is a huge part of the show. For yeah. somebody who doesn't talk on the on the air for the show, she 
has a huge impact on the show. So, so I don't want to come across as sounding like I'm disparaging her, but right. we go to Claremore for the Christmas activity. Uh huh. And I end up having to make about 20 trips back to the car oh, to put away the yeah. stuff that she has found to buy. Yeah. I'm like, please, I'm just here for the snowmen. Yeah, this sounds sounds like a lot of fun. So what did you, what were your experiences? So mainly was it was taking pictures of the different canopies going down the, I call them canopies. I don't know even know if that's the right thing. Uh, basically going down the chute took some video just kind of taking it all in because it was it was chilly out mm-hmm. so chilly to me means let's have some hot cocoa or some apple cider went into a nice little coffee shop as far as other events that i found on their calendar they've got they've got all sorts of music playing on different stages throughout the whole entire month of december right they've got some cool shows they, they have a cloggers event really like clog you know like oh, yeah, yeah, shoes yeah yeah Huh. Uh, they, like a clogging dance routine. Right. They've got uh, times where they're live reindeer, petting zoo type activities. But the thing that I really thought was interesting, and I'm hoping that you took advantage of it. What? Was the Christmas shoot scavenger hunt, where you find items on the scavenger hunt sheet from classic Christmas movies throughout the town. Hmm. That sounded like a lot of fun. Did you not run across this? I didn't. I was tr- on a. I was trying to scavenge hunt for decaf coffee, and I found it. But yeah, I, the only thing that I I totally missed that too. I feel like I slipped in. I was in. It's like being in the matrix, but not being in the matrix. You were in the matrix, but you were unaware that you were. Yeah, in the I was matrix. unaware that I was in the matrix, it, and I seemed to have missed. I I, I was in such awe. Of all the decorations and of the Christmas music around, and I'm a people watcher, so really I went down there and kind of I like to observe just people having a great time, just people getting together and smiling and laughing and taking pictures. And hell, they had a private party going on in an alley with I know you've seen these things. They're like a a futuristic igloo looking thing. Have you seen them? They kind of remind you of the the gold. like a wedding tent. No, you kind of remind you of the gold dome. They're like these warm tent. I don't know what they are. I don't think they're not tents. I don't know what they are. I'll have to look it up. But I was trying to get in the area, and Tara's like, "That's a private party." He's like, "Oh, so they have these like re- these private little bubbles." I don't know what they are. Someone out there help! <laughs> but they had little seating areas, and there's a fire pit and. All kinds. I mean, they were roasting marshmallows. I mean, again, for such a small area, it was highly Packed it in. Yes, and then there was another party going on with you know, one of the big wedding tents at the end of the street. It's like, how do they fit all this down here? I mean, it was just packed full of just. And I spent like I spent an hour in an antique shop and came out with a vintage Kermit. You know, <laughs> I'm one hundred percent positive what that the antique shop that you're talking about is the place where I bought your birthday present a couple of years back. In Sepulpa? Yeah. Hmm. I'd say describe it to me, but let's be real. Most antique shops, it's they all kind of have the same. They all seem to move into the same style of building. It's let me ask 100, you. Fi- 100 feet long. Yes. Yeah. Let me ask you. Uh, right next to the, when you walk in, yeah. the cash register is directly in front of the door. And right next to the cash register is their... Bins with VHS tapes. 
No, but, and I don't know if it was the same when you went, I spent about 30 minutes looking at, they had old timers. Mm-hmm. Like, right when you walk in, before I could get in here, I was like, Arr! they had a hundred different old timer knives. Interesting. Tatanka Trading Post. Yeah, there's Tatanka Trading Post on one side of the street, and on the other side, Caddy Corner, just a bit down, mm-hmm. is another place. Amber and I spent basically an entire day in those two stores. So that's what I was saying. I, I because you go, you've seen it, but I'm not telling you anything you don't know. Literally, go back, and then there's these little, and then there's upstairs. Upstairs, then, yeah. I mean, yeah, I spent a long time in there. I bought a tin cup. I like to drink out of little tin cups. And You're bought, a weird, weird person. So tell me this. Yeah. One of the things that I wouldn't have guessed, like I went, I was there during, I was there dur- on my birthday weekend. Right. In, I think it was last year or the year before. And it's a smaller downtown area. It's not huge. Yeah, it's not huge. No. How was the parking? You know, oddly enough, we ended up finding a parking spot. You could see it lining the streets, but we managed to find a, a parking spot in a bank that was probably no more than 20, 30 yards from. So good park. Oh, yeah. Good parking situation. Yeah, and, and maybe it's because it was a little later in the evening and a little bit chillier. But yeah, parking situ- situation, not a problem. Well, easy it- access. Sounds like a lot of fun. I'm glad that we can add them to the list of towns that are oh, doing yeah. bang-up jobs during Christmas. Yeah. Again, I don't know if we talked about it on our last show or not, mm. that Oklahoma City is oh. ranked number nine on the grinchiest cities in the country for Christmas. Anyway, though, it sounds like they're really making some strides in Sepulpa. It sounds like a good time. They've got a great website. And again, like I said, they've got different activities going between now and December 31st, different activities nonstop. So oh, check yeah. out their website. It's route66christmasshoot.com. I'll include a link in the show notes. After the break, Harley is trying to turn this into the Oki Finance Podcast. I'm Raven Rollins, and this is my Southern True Crime Podcast, where I discuss cases from my former hometown. Ada, Oklahoma paints itself as an average community, but its history of murder and corruption runs deeper than any story has ever told. You'll hear plenty of special guests, including authors and experts in their fields, who visit with me on each episode, as well as other cases in the southern states. With notorious and unknown cases alike, every victim sees the light on my show. This is Sirens, a true crime podcast. Our new story today comes from the Oklahoma Department of Commerce. This is right up your alley. They announced a new program to address the Ardmore community needs. There's a lot of needs that need to be met, apparently. So Michelin North America is closing their plant in Ardmore, Oklahoma. I don't know if we talked about this on a previous show or not. I've been talked about it in passing, maybe. fourteen Over 1,400 jobs that will be leaving Ardmore. I think this is a great idea. Okay. So in response to the recent announcement that Michelin is leaving or closing their plant, the Oklahoma Department of Commerce, in partnership with the Oklahoma Development Finance Authority and Ardmore Development Authority, announced the creation of what they call the Rapid Community Response Program. They're using tax dollars that they got from Michelin Mm -hmm. to recruit 
another production facility oh. to take advantage of the fact that there is this huge production, production facility, facility not doing anything and 1500 skilled production workers yeah. in the area to bring some people into the state. I think it's a great idea. Yeah, because if they don't do something with it, they'll end up putting a spear in Halloween there. Oh my god. Dude, I'm telling you, anything, <laughs> any building that has a vacancy for more than seven seconds within 30 days of October. Listen, yeah, it. look, it, I think it comes down to a bidding war between a dispensary and Spirit Halloween. Who gets it? Oh, my God. Seriously. <laughs> Real quick story about a, a dispensary. So there's a an old Conoco station at Walker and 59th. Okay? You remember the... When Conco had to drive through car wash. Walker and 59th in Oklahoma City. Yeah, Oklahoma City. Yeah, we have people who listen from all over the state. Okay, well, so. they literally turned the old car wash into a dispensary. So don't say it can't be done. They could turn that thing in Ardmore into a dispensary. The biggest dispensary on yeah, the planet. On the planet with 1,500 of the best bud tenders and... Wax make whatever they do. I don't know what they do. So back to the news story. Governor right. Stitt said we're going to continue to work to to bring spirit Halloween. And no, he did not say <laughs> that. He said we're going to continue to work to make our state the best place to do business. And Matt Pinnell said with a multi million dollar manufacturing plant, a prime trade location, and fourteen hundred plus skilled and ready workers, Ardmore is an attractive location for companies looking to move or expand. We're confident in a bright future for Ardmore and committed to helping them succeed. You know, over the years throughout the state, and mainly where our neck of the woods is, you know, we watched places that you thought were powerhouses of industry. GM, Dayton Tire. Mm -hmm. Hell, AT&T was a big dog that with a big building Yeah, that sat vacant, vacant for years. It's a spirit it, Halloween. Now. It's a spirit. It, it, in the spirit of Halloween, it's probably haunted. There have been a lot of people <laughs> coming in and out of there. But in the spirit of just doing the of, of good business sense, I think this is a great move because industry, Oklahoma used to be a booming industry, state of industry. I think there's one uh, tire manufacturing plant left in Lawton, maybe still. I think you can say used to be. I mean, but well, I don't think that it is in the past tense. We talk about it all the time. How many news stories have we covered where there's some big manufacturer who's building a plant here, the airplane production facility that's yeah, going in canoe. Oklahoma City, Canoe, and in, in Tulsa area? So I, I would say it's not in oh, the past. It's well, not I'm past not, tense. Yeah, okay. I mean, I would agree with that. I do have an issue with the naming of this program. What? The Rapid Community Response Program oh, kind of sounds like... It's related to the Avengers in some way, right. form, or fashion. Or when we were kids and it was uh, the Star Wars space program. Like, no, this isn't Star Wars President Bush yeah. or Reagan or whoever it was. You need to work on the naming. <laughs> Other than that, I think it's a great idea. I'll include a link to the show notes or a link in the show notes to the website, but it's the Oklahoma Department of Commerce news section. Uh, if you want more information, there's a bunch in there. What was the... I don't know. They came out with it. They even have uniforms for it. What is the space team? The space military team? Space Force! Is it Space Force? Yes. It does kind of feel like they're made in, it written does. in the same font. Yeah, no, I agree with that 100%. <laughs> it made me think about that. That's our feedback right. for the state on their naming. Sure. And we've got some of our own feedback. It's time once again for listener feedback. 
Yeah. From the feedback bag. bag. Feedback. I'm I almost don't want to read this. I'm a I'm a little Okay, so I I'm gonna go ahead and I'm gonna go ahead and say it and then I'll give Say what? I'll give my feedback on the feedback. So Jeremy out of Tulsa emailed us and said Harley is wrong. Die Hard is not a Christmas movie. P.S. Can Brett do his California accent for his voicemail message? <laughs> okay, so here here's my feedback on the feedback. Yeah, I did. <laughs> he said I'm wrong, and you're right about the Die Hard movie, but then asked you to do something for him. So I totally think that he agreed with me, but he wanted you to do something, so he had to agree with you. Right. In essence. But... Yeah, I mean, totally. Brett is a dancing monkey. He'll perform right now. Hey, this is Jeremy. Or his voicemail. Not in right now, dude. Leave a message. Ah. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I'm just much of... Hey, dude. I'm at Planet Hollywood. You want to meet me there? Is there Planet Hollywood a thing anymore? I don't think there was one in California. I don't know where Planet Hollywood was. I thought it was in Vegas. Hey, this is Jeremy. Come have some vitamin waters and we'll go to the Viper Room, dude. That's not even the place anymore. Well, there you have it. I will say this. I've got to disagree with Jeremy because I'm a, I am argumentative. I have to give you a million reasons why you're wrong. I just can't, I can't come out and say, you're wrong. Cause this thing's been, this thing's been heating up for a while. So while I do appreciate Jeremy reaching out there and, and, you know, Writing my name on the water tower and telling me how much he loves me, but I need we need a compelling argument. Right oh, now you're, you're saying me look bad. you're saying that he didn't bring enough details right. about why you're right. Right, he didn't come to your rescue enough. Right, is what you're saying. He kind of did the body shield thing, but he kind of started kind of weaving when the bullets start flying. Yeah. Anyway. If you have feedback, if you want to tell me I'm right and Harley wrong, or tell me I'm wrong and Harley's right, or if you want Brett to record your voicemail message for you, shoot us over an email. It's only an okay show at gmail.com. Absolutely. And uh, new episodes every single week. And by the way, what, one quick thing. By this rec- by the time this recording reaches the, the, the Ethernet, the ether of the universe, we're going to be going to die hard. Yeah. No, we're not. Going next week. Yeah, this is going to be released on Monday. That's we're going to the movie on Wednesday. Well, well by the time they get this, we'll do, right? No. By the time they get this, we'll be going to the movie this week. We're already going to the movie this week. Well, I know. Why are that, you, what are you doing? I was trying Say to it <laughs> right. Quit trying to work with the time travel. Like, by the time you hear this, I'll we'll be 53. Be, I'll be 53 to dog years. Like, if you divide that by next week. Well, anyway, Jeremy, Tuesday. if you're out, sorry, man. All right, I have brain damage. I've probably got a little bit of CTE. Why are we going back to Jeremy? Because, uh, Jeremy, we will have a definitive answer for you by next week. Because we're going to see Die Hard this week, December the 13th, Tinseltown, USA. The freaking rumble in the jungle. It's Muhammad Ali and Joe Frazier. We're going, it's, we're going head to head. It's not Joe Frazier. It was George Foreman, I think. No, it was Joe Frazier. I don't know. But it's going down. We'll find out who's victorious. All right. So, (laughs) I guess Brett wants me to punch him sometime next week. 
or sometime this week. Well, either way, if you want to see me get punched, if you want to hear me get punched, new episodes every week, this has been the only and okay show. I am Brett. And I'm Harley, and we're out of here. Peace. Coming up, we'll find out how wrong I am. Stay tuned. This is a feedback from the Charlie You Can't Be Serious podcast. Uh, or things, pop culture, the music in the 80s movies. Gambit's Toy Box. Yes. What is this? This is Toy Base 10 without the cranky owner. Really? I kind of like the cranky owner. Andrew Gambit. Toy, Bo- Toy Base 10. Toy bot, toy bot, toy, say toy boat five times fast. Toy boat, do that bit. No, do it. Toy, no. toy boat, do toy boat five times fast. Toy boat five times fast. No, stop it. Do it. Do it. Go toy boat, toy boat, toy boat, toy boat, toy boat. <laughs> Where's a fly swatter? You're just gonna do something. He's a special guest He's on not. the podcast. He's right now. He's currently a fly in the ointment. Is what he is. I'd rather have a fly in my soup than a fly. Flying around my freaking face. I'm just going to say it. I can't stand it. But anyway, Andrew Gambit, um, he's one of, he's with Rod, Jan Lu, and the uh, Nightfall Haunted Forest. He's got a huge collection anyway. Yeah, he's opening a vintage toy shop. Cool. I like it. I like it too. I like it a lot. That is a bingo. Hey, Holly, let's look at the show. Did you look at the show? Oh, I work with a guy at home, uh, Lowe's, that works at uh, works for Canoe. Oh yeah. Yeah. And he likes it. Gets to be, gets to build better oper- operated vehicles. I know we had some questions about if it was a real deal or not, but it's here. The future is now. Canoe. Canoodle. <laughs> it's California accent. She won't hit me back. She she keeps leaving me on red. <laughs> It says seen. Does that mean she actually looked at it? Oh. Came. Uh Uh-oh. What? The ODWC director resigns. Under suspicious circumstances. Uh, I saw a story that I thought might be a good one, but I can't remember it now. It doesn't say anything negative. God, coffee's hot, man. I hate it. He was in position for 31 years, and he resigned. No controversy. Can we... Ruth Bader Ginsburg had to die. What's the other one that had to die to leave do any, to step down from anything? He says, 30 years, I'm done. 31 years isn't bad. But I'm saying, though, but just go, I know it's different, but look at congressional seats. Oh, yeah, no, that's retarded. Like, really? If a president has a term limit, there has to, there should be a term limit. Because you're literally, who was it? Um, was it Tom Cole? Who's been, did he finally... Take a break. I don't know. Tom Cole's been every time he comes up came up on the ballot, you're like, he's not going anywhere. Average Oh senators, yeah. Let's see. Current thirteen longest serving senators. Robert Byrd was in office for fifty one years. Gosh. Strom Thurmond was in office for forty eight years. He died, didn't he? No. I'm pretty sure. Patrick or Patrick Lee Leahy, forty seven years. Longest-serving active senators, Chuck Grassley, 41 years. 
Mitch McConnell, 37 years. He's the one who strokes out on live television. <laughs> uh, let's see, 59 years, 53 years, 52 years, 48 years, 41 years, 41. A long damn time. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Somebody said, it's my birthday today. I'm turning 64. Or as we like to call it in the Senate, middle-aged. Exactly. I mean, you you gotta you gotta think in fifty one years, forty eight years, forty seven years, you gotta know that you're slipping away. Like at some point, when do you you gotta know? You gotta know what your limit is. You know what I mean? Not necessarily. Like it's like they're they've got the contra code for the Senate. I'm not even fifty yet. Yeah. And literally, if I forget a word, yeah, like I freak out a little bit, dude. I'm still. I have to consciously look to see where I put my wallet. I'm 46. What's the youngest senator? Senator. I guarantee he's he's old enough to be our little brother or help, maybe even our kid. Maybe. I don't know. No, I don't want it's not what I want. Current active. Oh, geez. What? No way. Are you going to say like 19, 20 years old? No. Older? I'm looking at the top 10 youngest senators. Currently in office. Currently in office. Okay. Number two. So the highest to lowest? Highest to lowest. Okay. Number two is 41 years old. Jeez. Number one is 34. Everybody else, like, damn near 50 years old. Gosh. There's no young blood in the Senate. I wonder what the oldest one is. <laughs> there's got to be a senator in there that's could trade war stories with Biden. I mean, there's got to be. Oh, yeah. Oldest. Well, hell, McConnell. Eight oldest members of current U.S. Senate. Just scroll down. McConnell's got to be top five. Dude, the bottom of the list is 77. Jeez. I'm scrolling to get to the top of the <laughs> list. Chuck Grassley is 90. He's 90 years old, dude. He first got into office in 1981. That is almost my entire life he's been in, in, Congre- in the Senate. Not to mention he's 90. Oh, and I'm sure And look at that picture and tell me that that guy wouldn't steal your grandma's liver. And that picture's probably 10 years old, honestly. Oh, yeah. I'm not saying a 90-year-old can't look good. Second on the list, by the way, is Bernie Sanders. He's 80. Now, everybody, stop. We're not I can't get up. I'm incontinent. We're not going to (laughs) fight. If anybody's going to knock this shit out of anybody, it's me. Because I've got a colostomy bag. <laughs> 90 years old. Do you trust anyone at 90 to drive themselves anywhere? So, and I'm not doing, it's not ageism. It's, let's be real. Most bills that come out of the U.S. government are ridiculously lengthy bills. Well, I know I there was. was <laughs> sorry. There was one bill, I can't remember what it was, but it was 77,000 pages long. Jesus. Who's going to read all that? But more importantly, if you're 90 years old, oh yeah, how quick do you have to be to wrap your head around a 70,000-page document? They're all just going, we're going to, let's just want to break for lunch, boys. What page is he on? One. Page one. We gave it to him an hour ago. It doesn't, can, you know, I'm all for the, the old guard way of doing some things and you know, it's kind of like the the monarchy in, in England. Sure, it's just there. It's part of the tradition. It's not really part of how the government operates. It's just kind of there for you to look at and go, there, 
there's the there's the Queen of England. But this is what are the, what's the word that I'm looking for? There's a word for it. It's uh, archaic. I, I, our system of government is archaic, as as is our senator. I don't understand it. I, if someone can I actually disagree with you. you yes, do? I mean yes. Okay, the, our system of government is a couple of hundred years old, but in the overall scheme of things, that is not that old. But I am really of an opinion that the current trend of making it, making all governments kind of this universal streamlining kind of like, yeah, yeah we're yeah. all the same it doesn't yeah. matter i'm more of the opinion that we should be holding on to these what we see as outdated forms of government there really should be you know a country that's a monarchy and that's how they live right, and they yeah. have their traditions right, the oligarchies separate and yeah, from yeah, yeah, everybody yeah, yeah. else you know i don't think that Every country needs to be Starbucks, right. McDonald's, yeah. and you know whatever whatever the latest trend is, some sort of pseudo democracy. Yeah, it's it's not one size fits all. No, and I I just think or even most. I just think judging societies based on current moral current moral standing mm -hmm. is uh, a very I don't know the word that I'm looking for. I don't think that we should be advocating, you know, if there there are governments that are mistreating their citizens. That's yeah. not what I'm talking. I'm not talking about social injustice. So yeah, yeah, I'm I'm talking more about the the government SOP. <laughs> no, the the traditions of of peoples. There should be a delineation between the French. And the Germans, right? They should be different populations. But if you have that much crossover, mm -hmm. if you dilute it that much, you've really gotten to the point to where it's almost—they're all almost the same. Like Europe is not really yeah. a bunch of individual countries. They—they they in some cases have less delineation than the United States right. in between the different states. I, I just don't like the. Uh, kind of homogenization of the entire planet yeah there should be you know different places that have their own philosophies their own traditions that don't get corrupted by the outside where people are like it's it's not okay that they like the amish or you know right they should have technology yeah like, like <laughs> their kids should have iphones like that's your opinion we should deliver Bibles to them. Well, they're not asking for them. <laughs> right. How do you feel about the How people? do they live without DoorDash? We need DoorDash over there. No, don't, don't you see that it would fit in their society? <laughs> Three, two, one. <laughs>